0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Who are we adding on waivers in week seven? We'll tell you next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier. We're going to talk about the week seven waiver wire options. And and boy, let me tell you, there's some exciting stuff out there. Dan and I were talking before the show. Not a great time for fantasy football right now. Not a lot of great options. Only eight active quarterbacks in week seven uh, are averaging at least 20 fantasy points per game. So that just kind of tells you where things are right now. And that leads us perfectly into Monday Night Football, (coughs) where the Broncos were once again uh, forced onto a national audience as their offense continues to Just be miserable. And and frankly, their defense is kind of making things miserable for offenses on the other side as well, which is leading to these interminable 13-13 overtimes. Uh, Can you give me one reason to be excited about the Broncos offense right now?
0: I couldn't, in good faith, give you any one reason (laughs) to be excited about the Broncos offense right now. I think as we discussed before the show, Chris, the issues in coaching are spilling over. I mean, they're one of the more penalized teams. This system, nothing that that this coach has done leads me to believe that this system will be picked up fast enough to really feel like there is room for growth that's immediate. So for the Broncos, I'm turning the page right now on that offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the note that I saw, they've had as many games with 100 plus penalty yards so far in the first six weeks of the season as they had in the previous four seasons combined, which even if their offense didn't, Uh, look like a flaming dumpster fire every week that stat alone would kind of tell you where things are at with nathaniel hackett six weeks into his nfl career it's been really tough to watch they've got a great defense and that's kept them into in enough games but it hasn't been enough to you know make their fantasy offense not stink um you are really concerned about the charger though why don't you tell me about that
0: Yeah, I'm sounding the alarm on the Chargers. I've seen this play out one too many times as a fan of that team you see back there, the New York football Giants. They lost their all-pro left tackle. They're down to a third-string center after losing their backup center tonight. They didn't have a right tackle to begin with. And what you saw tonight on the TV was a team that matched up against a Broncos team with just the 19th best pressure rate, 31%. Mm -hmm. Not even a top ten team, not a top fifteen team, and the Chargers couldn't operate a drop back pass passing game, and that's the real scary thing. They had to resort to screens. They had to try to run the ball in obvious pass situations. They don't trust their offensive line right now, and I don't blame them. But it's so I've seen this play out so many times, and it's the game, the playbook on stopping a team without an offensive line, as far as pass protection goes, is just it's too easy to get to the right plays there. So I'm very nervous about this Chargers offense unless they can start to get healthy on that offensive line.
1: And I do wonder just is is Justin Herbert, not a hundred percent healthy with that rib injury that he's dealing with. Uh, You know, he's been practicing, he's been playing through it, but you know, it's gotta be causing some discomfort. So hopefully that can get better. But like you said, the offensive line issues are really concerning and we'll move on to the week seven waiver, wire targets. And obviously if you want a more in-depth discussion of that, make sure you listen to the full episode of fantasy football today, wherever you get your podcast, but You know, the first one I'll ask you about is Latavius Murray, who was the lead running back for the Broncos. He was active for the first time uh, since signing with them. Got 15 carries, 66 yards on those 15 carries. He had one catch, one target for negative two yards. Melvin Gordon, a complete non-factor, three carries for eight yards. Mike Boone, only five or uh, two touches, excuse me. So it looks like Latavius Murray is the lead back here. Is he a top 30 running back moving forward in this Broncos offense?
0: I don't think so. And I don't trust that he'll be the lead back forever. I think that this is a weird hot hand situation. Something, I guess Melvin Gordon did rub this coaching staff the wrong way. They've been weird, hot and cold about him since they got here, even though they Mm -hmm. were the ones who decided to resign him, which makes very little sense, especially when they (laughs) brought in a new regime. But, I'm not sold that Latavius Murray will be that back. And more importantly, I'm not sold. They're going to have too many more game scripts like this, where it's just a grinded out game. They can run the ball a million times because their defense isn't giving up any points. They have a great defense, but some teams are going to be able to score on the Broncos and that's going to yeah. take them off the field.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not a great situation It is worth noting. Melvin Gordon has been dealing with rib and neck injuries right. over the past couple of weeks. So I wonder if he just, you know, aggravated something there that led to this. He did get the start in this game, but was pretty much a non-factor after the first drive. Let's move on to some of the uh the, the wide receiver options this week are actually pretty interesting. And I'll throw the three top guys out there from from Jamie Eisenberg's waiver wire column coming out on Tuesday morning. Alec Pierce, Rondale Moore, and Wandale Robinson. How would you rank those three? And uh do you think any of them have top 24 potential rest of the season?
0: I actually do think that pretty much all of them have top 24 potential. I'll get into a quick case for why, but I would rank them Pierce more uh, Robinson, though. I do like them all on Pierce's case. The, the Colts are now running way more. No huddle and they're throwing the ball at a frequent rate and it's finally helping them score points. So I think they'll stick with that. And that makes Pierce a viable option in Rondell Moore's case. The injury to Marquise Brown. You can look at it like that, like Dundre Hopkins will take over there. But really, that role that Moore is playing is really for the easy checkdowns, the easy completion. So for PPR leagues, I like Moore. Same thing goes for Robinson. It's not an explosive pass game of the Giants, but Robinson is going to operate in that Richie James role that he's had the first five weeks before last week, which means a lot of targets, relatively speaking, for teams that don't really pass the ball that well yardage wise.
1: Yeah, it was nice to see Wanda Robinson. I believe he had four targets on only 14 snaps in week six. He's coming back from the knee injury that knocked him out in the opener. And, you know, that role is only going to grow. And we've seen Daniel Jones lean on his slot options a lot over the past couple of seasons. So, you know, that could be a situation where Wanda Robinson, that's going to be a tough one for me to say moving forward. (laughs) Uh, It could be (laughs) Rondell Moore, Wanda Robinson. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, those two guys together. That's going to be tough. Uh, But it could be a situation where Robinson is pretty useful for fantasy moving forward. So excited about all three, and that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war.
1: From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town.
0: And they brought the flake.
1: And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war
0: zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're gonna find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd,
1: exclusively on Paramount+.